Dear parents, families, and community, welcome to another family engagement broadcast from HES Academies. Welcome, Omni Abdullah from LAHC with us in the virtual studio. Today's topic will be about teen mental health and suicide prevention. Before we get to this presentation, I wanted to share with you that we have started our uh, traditional family engagement breakfasts and professional developments in all the HES academies. Uh, so please check our uh, social media and your emails, the school calendars for the next upcoming family engagement breakfast. During that time, uh, you get to see other parents, you get to meet the administrators in the school, uh, you'll hear some presentations, you will see some community tabling, um, and you'll uh, be able to also engage other parents and administrators uh, about the school and enjoy a beautiful breakfast uh, in one of those uh, mornings in the academies. Uh, here is a short video from a family engagement uh, breakfast that happened uh, yesterday at SIA George, or actually the day before yesterday, and it was about restorative practices. So parents were seated in a, a semicircle, just as uh, it is the tradition and restorative practices. And it was uh, a beautiful, engaging professional development and breakfast. Here's the video. You like the video, Omnia? I love it. We uh, we will be uh, for sure uh, hosting LHC in uh, one of those uh, breakfasts to share uh, with our community some of your beautiful presentations and information. Uh, before I introduce Omnia, I also want to remind all our parents that uh, we have uh, link trees. Uh, these link trees basically 
uh, have all the links that you will need handy for you. So I recommend for you to save these link trees. This is, for example, the link tree here displayed on the screen for uh, Universal Academy. It's uh, link tree, uh, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E, then forward slash, and then usually the a tag of the school. So for uh, Universal Academy, it's UA Detroit. For Universal Learning Academy, it's ULA Blue Jays. For Noor International Academy, it's Noor Ent Academy. For Star International Academy, Dearborn Heights, it's SIADH. And for Star Canton, it's SIA Canton. This is the one, the, this one for HES Academies has the link trees for all the link trees. So this is the mother tree of all these link trees. If you go for, to it, it will take you to your specific school's link tree. I would say save this because it has a school phone number, the email, all the social media, all the links to reset your power school, uh, to um, access class dojo, to sign up for remind, to sign up for the email, the links for the uh, uniform store, etc. It will all be one click away from you and we can always update it. The link won't change but we will add some more useful links for you on it. So without further ado, uh, as you know, Omnia is the health uh, program coordinator at LAHC, Leaders Advancing and Helping Communities. She's a substance abuse prevention specialist, and she holds a bachelor's of science degree in biology from Oakland University and a master's of science in health science from a public health concentration from Tuoro University worldwide. After exploring different aspects of healthcare and education, Omnia landed this position, allowing her to influence the health of the community through prevention. Once a refugee, Omnia has taken her past experiences on bilingual skills and applied them understanding and improving the lives of people in the diverse local community. She is a familiar face in many high school classrooms as she facilitates the life skills program and also familiar with parents through different parenting engagement sessions. Welcome Omnia again and we will hear her presentation both in English and Arabic. Please leave your comments and questions. She will get to them by the end of the session. Thank you. Thank you for the introduction, and I am so happy to be here. Um, so let's dive right in. Let's talk about um, teen mental health. Let's talk about what can you know affect their mental health and what can actually bring um, suicidal thoughts, how can we prevent it? How can we open this conversation? Um, and like we Sam said, this will be in both Arabic and English. So Khalina Lyom Nahkian Sahan Nafsir, Susan and Murahakin with Shabab, Kman Khalina Nahkian, uh Keith Mumkin um Nahmion Min Al Intihar of Karen Intihar Kman Keith Mumkin Nahmi uh Sahaton and Nafsiab Shikalam. So to kind of get started, I just kind of want to break down a few terms and uh, kind of go from there. So really the first thing we want to talk about today is isolation, alienation, uh, being kind of pulled away from society and just kind of walking away from social settings. So isolation is kind of um, the uh, kind of a situation that someone can put themselves in where they really pull themselves from any contact uh, of other people. So they're really just isolating themselves, clothing, closing themselves in. This is an important term to kind of know here when we're talking about mental health um, and suicide because this has a huge impact on people's mental health. 
Alienation is another term I want to discuss today, and it's the state or experience of being isolated from a specific group um, or activity. Something that someone used to do before but isn't doing anymore. Uh, they're kind of being alienated. And then youth alienation is specific to youth. So think about any activities that youth around you do, uh, kind of being pushed out of this group, whether it's a friend group and if it's a team uh, or anything like that, just kind of being pushed from that um, societal group. This could be youth alienation. And all of these things can have a detrimental impact on someone's mental health, especially if we're talking about youth. So, خلينا نبدأ بتعريف كم كلمة هي ممكن تكون كتير مهمة وإلى دخل بالصحة العالية خصوصاً عند الشباب. أول واحدة منهم هي العزلة. لما نحن عم نحكي عن العزلة نحن عم نحكي عن الشخص اللي ما بيتواصل مع الناس الموجودة حواليه بيسكر ناس عن الناس أو بيبتعد عن الناس الموجودين حواليه. الاغتراب هي حالة حالة من حالات العزلة بس تكون عزلة عن مجموعة مخصصة أو نشاط مخصص موجود بالمجتمع واغتراب الشباب هو مخصص للشباب هو بيكون حالة عزلة بتكون لما الشخص بيبعد حاله عن نشاط معين أو جروب معين من الناس وهالشي نحن بنسميه اغتراب الشباب وكل هالأشياء ثلاثة ممكن يكون لهم تأثير كتير كبير على الصحة النفسية خصوصا عند الشباب ومع الوقت ممكن تخليهم أو تدفعهم لأفكار للانتحار أو حتى إذا يجربوا so how does this isolation or alienation lead to depression? So why am I bringing up those terms? So in an ongoing sense, someone being, you know, isolated for a long time, um, you know, being really away from people if they're having the negative thoughts, not being surrounded by people, not talking to people is really just going to dive them a little bit more deeper into those negative thoughts about themselves, about their lives, about, um, you know, everything around them. And with time, this could lead to depression. So uh, it's going to increase their feeling of loneliness, their feeling of separation from everyone around them, feeling of not fitting in or not relating to people. All of these different feelings are going to grow. Um, and that's really what's going to cause someone to go from being isolated to feeling depressed. Um, and then the isolation could also lead to a lot of other things like a decline in physical health, a cognitive decline. Again, they're really not engaging their brain we can see that happening um, onset of Alzheimer's disease or dementia for those who are older. And then even hallucination, if someone is really, really separating themselves from the society around them, uh, all of these things can happen, again, with a long time of being separated from uh, social interactions. So, كيف هالعزلة خصوصاً عزلة الشباب ممكن تأدي للاكتئاب؟ So, إذا الواحد عم يعزل حاله خصوصاً الشباب هن رح يكتروا من شعور العزلة التبعد عن الناس وكمان رح يحسوا إنه هن ما بيعرفوا كيف يتعاملوا مع الناس الحواليهم أو حتى بالناس اللي موجودين بعمرهم لأنه صار لهم مدة كبيرة ما بيتعاملوا مع الناس الموجودين حواليهم so مع الوقت هالأفكار السلبية رح تكتر ورح تسبب بالاكتئاب أو أحاسيس الاكتئاب كمان هن رح يحسوا إنه هن وحيدين والإحساس الحزن والاكتئاب رح يصعد كتير العزلة كمان ممكن تسبب لأمراض أو أشياء ثانية مثل تدهور الصحة الذهنية والجسدية كمان ممكن نشوف بداية أمراض مثل زهايمر أو حتى الخرف وكمان ممكن نشوف حالات هلوسة خصوصاً عند الناس اللي مبتعدين من المجتمع لمدة كثيرة من الوقت. 
So what is depression? I talked about isolation, talked about how it could cause depression, but what am I really talking about? Depression is actually a mental health disorder uh, that is characterized by persistent depressed mood or loss of interest in daily activities, um, and it can actually cause a huge impact on someone's life. So they're usually feeling a constant hopeless and um, kind of lonely feeling. This could also affect a person's ability to work, sleep, eat, or even enjoy anything that they used to enjoy before. So a person that is really actually diagnosed with depression, um, they're kind of feeling those symptoms for a period of at least two weeks in a row. Uh, and that's really how professionals come to the diagnosis of depression. A lot of us, you know, say we have depression, but it might be you know, a few days that we're feeling off, we're feeling lonely, we're feeling sad. Um, but really, if we're talking about an actual medical diagnosis, this is two weeks or more of feeling the same way, not wanting to get out of bed, um, etc. So that is really what I'm talking about when I say depression. And this is not any different for youth or adults. So خلينا نحكي عن الاكتئاب وشو هو معنى الاكتئاب نحن حكينا عن الايزوليشن او العزله وكيف يمكن نسبب الاكتئاب هلا خلينا نحكي عن شو هو الاكتئاب الاكتئاب هو اضطراب الصحه العقليه اللي بيتميز باستمرار المزاج المكتئب وفقدان الاهتمام بالانشطه اليوميه وخصوصا الانشطه اللي الشخص كان يحبها من قبل او يستمتع فيها من قبل سو هالشعور ممكن يكون شعور بالياس كمان هل حالة أو هل مشاعر كلياتها ممكن سبب اضطرابات عند الشخص بالنوم بالأكل أو حتى بأنشطه اليومية. سو so, كلياتنا بنحس دائما إنه في أيام نحن بنحس إنه عندنا اكتئاب بس إذا الشخص فعلا عنده هالاضطراب بالصحة العقلية بيكون عنده هالأحاسيس أو هو ما عم يقدر يتخذ أو يعمل أي شيء لمدة أسبوعين أو أكثر وبهالوقت المختصين ممكن يقولوا إنه هالشخص عم بيعاني من الاكتئاب. So what are some causes and risk factors for depression? So really let's kind of dive into what could cause it so we can know how to try to prevent it or um, you know, really catch it early on. So some causes could be brain chemistry. Some of us are just born with specific chemistry, uh, chemistry that can um, kind of push us in that direction more than other people. Um, hormones um, could lead us there. Um, this could also be traits. Some families are known to have this in their families. Uh, we can get it in our traits. Early childhood traumas um, could cause something like depression. And then also learned patterns of negative thinking. So uh, if someone grows up always knowing how to think in a negative way uh, and not really known how to change that, they can be more prone to uh, things like depression. Other risk factors or things that can also push people in that direction could be negative self-esteem, um, extra weight, bullying, academic problems, um, even problems at home could really be a risk factor for someone developing depression, uh, being the victim or witnessing violence, whether it's inside the home or outside, having other mental conditions um, could also be a risk factor here um, on chronic ongoing or chronic pains or any physical illnesses can also lead people into depression, having low self-esteem, like I mentioned, and then abusing substances for sure. So using anything that could cause um, um, addiction or any substance like that could also push people in the direction of depression. So, خلينا نحكي عن 
أسباب وعوامل مختلفة ممكن تسبب الاكتئاب من هالأسباب هي التركيبة البيولوجية اللي عنا إياها كلياتنا so, نحن ما ممكن نعمل شيء إذا نحن عنا من من البداية نحن ولانين عنا هالتركيبة بس ممكن تساعد حالنا بطرق مختلفة هرمونات ممكن يكون لها تأثير كتير كبير على صحتنا النفسية وخصوصا الاكتئاب الصدمة اللي ممكن تصير بالطفولة عند الأشخاص ممكن تسبب لهم حالة اكتئاب ونمط التفكير السلبي إذا دايما الشخص بيفكر بطريقة سلبية وما بيعرف كيف يفكر بطريقة إيجابية أو ما يحاول يحل هال هالشي ممكن يكون له نسبة أكبر ليصير عنده حالة اكتئاب عوامل ممكن تصير بالمجتمع وبتصير بحياتنا هي الثقب النفس السلبية أو حتى الواطي ممكن تسبب بمشاكل كتيرة ومنهم هي ممكن تخلي الشخص يوعى بالاكتئاب مشاكل بالمدرسة مشاكل بالبيت يكون واحد ضحية أي شيء عنف أو تعدي أو حتى إذا شافوا هالشيء قدامهم هالشيء ممكن يخلي الشخص يصير عنده حالة اكتئاب وجود حالات تانية اضطرابات بالعقل ممكن تسبب كمان بحالات الاكتئاب ويساعد استخدام المواد المدمنة ممكن كمان تسبب بالاكتئاب So what are the symptoms? What can we look for if we're kind of thinking, okay, my son or daughter are not acting normal. I'm worried that they're feeling depressed. Let's catch the signs early on. So um, I'm going to talk about a few different signs. The first of them is emotional changes. And disclaimer, I always like to say this. I know that teens can be very, very moody. So um, a lot of these uh, emotional changes that can be signs of symptoms to look for could also be just them being, um, you know, going through change, being teenagers, being very moody. But it's very important to kind of recognize when something isn't normal um, and really just try to figure out what's going on uh, beyond that. And again, if something is taking a long time, it's two weeks, a month, and, you know, their mood hasn't really changed, then you really have to step in. So some of those emotional changes could be feeling of sadness, um, you know, it could be even crying spells that are not normal for your child. This could be a sign or a symptom to kind of look for feeling frustrated, angry over very small things that are not important. And again, if this is not normal for your child, this could be a sign. Uh, feeling hopeless or empty, loss of interest in pleasurable activities or things that they used to enjoy before, this could be a big sign. Um, low self-esteem, again, especially if this is not normal for them, feeling worthless or guilty, uh, fixated on um, you know failures that they've had in the past, Um, blaming themselves for things. This could also be a sign. Extreme sensitivity, especially to rejection or failure, uh, could also be a sign. Trouble thinking, concentrating, uh, making decisions. All of these are signs. Ongoing senses that life uh, or the future is not good or not right or anything like that could also be a huge sign. And then if they kind of bring up the conversations or the thoughts of death and dying and suicide, then that is definitely a huge sign to look out for. So, I'm going to talk about the اكتئاب خصوصا عند الشباب. So, um, 
أول شيء رح أحكي عن التغيرات العاطفية اللي ممكن تصير عندهم، هلا أنا بعرف إنه الشباب دايما بيكونوا مودي ومزاجيين وما بينحزروا، بس إذا عم تلاحظوا أي نوع من هالتغيرات هو شيء منه طبيعي لأولادكم أو عم يستمر لمدة طويلة، حاولوا تعرفوا شو عم بيصير مشان تأكدوا إن هي منها أعراض اكتئاب. من هالتغيرات هي مشاعر كثيرة بالحزن، حتى ممكن تكون نوبات بكاء أو صريخ بدون سبب هي ممكن تكون علامة الإحباط أو المشاعر بالغضب السايدة أو خاصة إذا بتكون على مشاكل ممكن تكون كثير صغيرة الشعور باليأس ممكن يكون علامة كبيرة ننتبه لها المساج العصبي كمان ممكن يكون علامة خصوصا إذا هالشي منه طبيعي لأولادنا فقدان الاهتمام بالأنشطة اللي هن كانوا يحبوها من قبل فقدان الاهتمام برفقاتهم بالعائلة أو أي شيء هن كانوا بيحبوه سأب النفس الواطية أو السلبية ممكن تكون علامة مشاعر عدم القيمة أو بيحسوا إنه هن ما لهم قيمة أو عم بيحسوا بالذنب لأشياء كتيرة هي ممكن كمان تكون أعراض لننتبه لها التركيز على حالات الفشل الماضية بحياتهم كمان ممكن تكون علامة ممكن يكونوا كتير حساسين أكتر من قبل كمان ممكن يكون عندهم صعوبة بالتفكير أو حتى التركيز وكمان بالشعور إذا هن دايماً عم بيقولوا عم يفتحوا مواضيع على مستقبل منه منيح أو مستقبل لما بيحكوا عن المستقبل بيكون عندهم أفكار سلبية هاي ممكن تكون كمان علامة وكمان أكيد إذا بيحكوا عن الموت أو الانتحار أو أي شيء مثل هذا هذا علامة كتير كبيرة لازم ننتبه لها Behavioral changes that we can kind of notice, again, just keep in mind that these are teens and their behaviors are changing, but if something is very off, not normal, or uh, just taking a long time for them to kind of recover from or come back to normal, then that is definitely a sign. Frequent complaints, unexplained body pains, aches, and things like that um, could be a sign. Poor school performance, especially if that's not normal for them, that could be a huge sign. Loss of interest in how they look, their hygiene, um, anger outbursts, kind of engaging in risky behaviors or doing things that they usually don't do could be a huge sign. Self-harm, um, it could be anything like cutting, burning, or even, um, you know, getting a lot of um, body piercings and tattoos. And if this is not normal for your child, this could also be a sign. Um, making a plan or an attempt uh, for suicide is definitely a huge one as well. Uh, if you feel like they're always tired, don't have a lot of energy, that is a sign. Insomnia, which is not sleeping much or, uh, you know, sleeping all the time, could be a huge sign. Very sudden changes in appetite, so they either don't eat a lot anymore or, um, you know, they're eating excessively and it kind of just changed very quickly. That could be a sign. Um, slow thinking, even their body movements could be a little bit slower. That could be a sign. And of course, self-isolation, what we talked about before, pulling themselves from crowds, uh, pulling themselves from activities that they used to enjoy before is definitely a huge sign to look out for. Um, so خلينا كمان نحكي عن السلوك أو التغيير بالسلوك اللي ممكن ننتبه عليه إذا أولادنا بحسوا بالاكتئاب أو عندهم مشكلة أول واحدة منهم هي الشكاوي من الآلام المختلفة وإذا بتحسوا أنه ما في سبب لأنهم يكونوا بألم هالشي ممكن يكون علامة ضعف الأداء المدرسي أو حتى 
يو نو ابتعاد عن الانشطه اللي هن كانوا يحبوها من قبل هالشيء ممكن يكون علامه نوبات غضب او سلوك ممكن يكون خطر اكثر من قبل ممكن يكون علامه لكم وضع خطه للانتحار او حاولوا انه يؤذوا حالهم او ينتحروا هي علامه كثير كبيره التعب او فقدان الطاقه بشكل كثير سريع خصوصا اذا ما في سبب او هن ما كانوا عم يعملوا شيء يخلوهم يحسوا بالتعب عدم النوم او النوم لاوقات كثيره ممكن يكون علامه التغيرات بالشهية خصوصا إذا بتصير بطريقة مفاجئة سو إذا هنا صاروا ياكلوا كتير أو ما ياكلوا هاي كمان ممكن تكون علامة أو استخدام أي مواد مدمنة ممكن تكون علامة كتير كبيرة إنه في عندهم مشاكل عقلية أو صحية أو عم بيحسوا بالاكتئاب أو أي شيء مثل هاي مثل هيك كمان ممكن ننتبه للعزلة خصوصا العزلة من المجتمع أو من رفقاتهم أو من الأنشطة اللي هنن كانوا يحبوها من قبل. So, of course, like a lot of different things, depression comes in different ways. Uh, one of them is seasonal depression. Maybe this is something that a lot of us adults deal with more than the youth, but definitely something that they can deal with as well, especially if, um, you know, they used to play sports and in the winter they don't or uh, they don't spend a lot of time with their friends like they used to before. Uh, something like this could definitely hit them. So. This usually happens because of the decreased sunlight. Not seeing a lot of sun could really affect someone's mood. Um, but, um, you know, seasonal depression is something that we might see in the fall and winter. And then, um, you know, their symptoms or their mood really changes once the weather starts to become warmer. And then, of course, once we start getting more sun. Um, disruptive mood, mood, mood disorder is another one um this is kind of a mood disorder that we see in children um, and youth as well um, this kind of includes chronic and severe irritability anger frequent or extreme um, temper outbursts these could also be a type of depression that we can see especially in youth um, this also can kind of come with anxiety disorder um, someone who's really dealing with a lot of anxiety could kind of um, start to show extreme temper outbursts more than they ever had before. So, مثل غير أنواع من الأمراض الاكتئاب في أكثر من نوع. أول واحد بدي أحكي عنه هو اضطراب العاطفي الموسمي أو الاكتئاب الموسمي. كثير مننا كناس بالغين ممكن نحس بهالنوع من الاكتئاب أكثر من الشباب. وهالنوع من الاكتئاب هو بيصير بالشتاء أو بالخريف لما نحن بنشوف شمس أو ما بيكون عنا طاقة مثل قبل مثل الصيف والربيع. ومع الوقت بس تغير الفصول نحن بنرجع لحالتنا الطبيعية. الأولاد أو الشباب كمان ممكن يكون عندهم نفس الحالة. والنوع الثاني بدي أحكي عنه كمان هو اضطراب المزاج. اللي ممكن يصير خصوصا عند الناس اللي ممكن يكون عندهم حالات قلق او مرض القلق وهن بيحسوا انه دائما بيكونوا غضبانين او ممكن يكون عندهم نوبات غضب شديده ما مثل غيرهم وهن هي اكشلي هي نوع من انواع الاكتئاب Other ones that could also fall under depression is bipolar disorder. Um, this is kind of when someone switches moods very quickly. Um, this is kind of how we can categorize it. This is also a type of depression. And then premenstrual depression is also another one. So um, this is kind of the symptoms that are associated with hormonal changes. A lot of youth do struggle with this uh, more than others, but this is definitely a type of depression as well. So in one thing, it's possible to be a 
اللي بنحب بالانجليزي بنسميه البايبولار ديسوردر هل نوع من الاكتئاب بيصير لما نحن بنشوف الشخص بيتغير من انه كثير فرحان لكثير زعلان كم ثانيه او كم دقيقه هاي هو اكشلي هو نوع من انواع الاكتئاب والنوع الرابع اللي بدي احكي عنه هو اللي بيصير بسبب الهرمونات خصوصا عند الشباب لما هرموناتهم بتتغير ممكن يكون عندهم حاله اكتئاب بسبب هالهرمونات So depression is huge and unfortunately it leads to a lot of suicide in our country. Um, so each day in our nation there are an average of over 3,000 attempts by young people who are aged from 9 to 12 years old. Um, so about 3,000 people of that age um, each day attempt to commit suicide. That's a huge number. Another huge number I want to kind of point your attention to is that in 2020, Almost 46,000 Americans have died due to suicide, and 1.2 billion others have attempted suicide in the year of 2020. Those numbers are huge. They are alarming. This is why we kind of like to open up this topic and try our best to prevent um, those suicide attempts and, of course, reduce these numbers if we can. So, um, أو محاولة الانتحار فكل يوم بمجتمعنا أو ببلدنا في أكثر من 3000 محاولة انتحار من قبل الشباب اللي عمرهم يتراوح بين 9 سنين و12 سنة هالرقم كثير كبير خصوصا إذا نحن عم نفكر بعمرهم هالعمر كثير صغير ليحاولوا إنه ينتحروا وبسنة 2020 توفى أكثر من 54 45,000 شخص أمريكي بسبب الانتحار وكمان بنفس هالسنة كان في مليون أكثر من مليون محاولة انتحار بس ما نجحت، هالأرقام كثير كبيرة فلهالسبب نحن بنحب نفتح هالموضوع ونحكي عنه ونحاول نقلل من هالأرقام اللي عم نشوفها. So what is suicide? Um, this is Uh, death that's caused by someone injuring themselves, so they, um, you know, purposely do something to hurt themselves. Um, a lot of people do tem attempt suicide multiple times before they actually succeed, um, and the rates are very different. Like we saw, the numbers were kind of huge. Uh, a lot of times we see a big number in the teen youth age, and then a bigger number um, in the very elderly as well, or um, kind of towards the end of middle age is another kind of burst. And again, uh, population, uh, where someone lives, their background, all of that varies, um, but we do see a lot of uh, suicide in a lot of different communities. And then uh, exposure to violence, um, social alienation, depression, things like that, things that we've been talking about can be huge risk factors to suicide. Um, so kind of Working to reduce those risk factors can go a long way here in reducing those numbers. So, شو هو الانتحار؟ الانتحار هو محاولة الموت من قبل الشخص لما هو بيأذي حاله وبيحاول يموت أو ينتحر. ما كل المحاولات بتنجح لسبب نحن شفنا رقم كبير للمحاولات اللي بتصير كل سنة. وفي أسباب كثيرة ممكن تخلي الشخص يلجأ للانتحار مثل الاكتئاب. أو حتى غير عوامل ممكن تكون موجودة بالمجتمع اللي حكينا عنها فإذا حاولنا نشتغل على هالعوامل ممكن نحاول نقلل من هالرقم الكبير. So what are the warning signs? What 
should we look for? What are kind of the red flags when it comes to suicide, um, especially the warning signs? Um, if we kind of hear a lot of talking about wanting to kill themselves, not wanting to exist anymore, uh, looking for lethal means, like trying to figure out, you know, what could be deadly, this could all be warning signs, feeling trapped, um, kind of not being able to find any good solutions to any problems around them, being very withdrawn from family and friends could be a warning sign as well. Loss of interest in activities that they usually used to enjoy uh, could be a huge sign. Uh, putting their things in order, giving things away, um, not wanting, you know, things that they used to love before, um, you know, trying to say goodbye to people, saying things that kind of sound like they're not going to see someone before could be a huge warning side when it comes to suicide. Uh, engaging in self-harm obviously is a huge one. Extreme mood swings, you know, if we see someone being very, very calm and then all of a sudden they're uh, very happy or very sad or any extreme fluctuations could be a huge warning sign here to look out for. And then of course, changing in eating habits and sleeping habits. Again, I know that teens usually have this and it's normal for them, but if something is very not normal, something is just not right, uh, could be a warning sign. And it might be worth, you know, kind of digging in and trying to see what is going on. So خلينا كمان نحكي عن علامات التحذيرية اللي ممكن ننتبه عليها إذا الشخص ممكن يكون عنده أفكار الانتحار. So إذا بيحكي عن رغبته بقتل حاله أو عم يحاول يلاقي وسائل مختلفة لأذي حاله أو لقتل حاله ممكن تكون علامة كتير كبيرة. الحكي عن أو الابتعاد عن الناس الموجودين حواليه، الشعور بالمحاصرة أو الابتعاد عن الناس الموجودين. الانسحاب من العائلة والرفقة ممكن تكون علامة كتير كبيرة فقدان الاهتمام بالأنشطة اللي هن كانوا بيحبوها من قبل هي ممكن تكون علامة كمان كتير كبيرة خصوصا إذا هالشي منه طبيعي لأولادنا التخلي من الأشياء اللي هن كانوا بيهتموا فيها أو بيحبوها أو أشياءهم الشخصية أو حتى إذا بيحكوا مع الناس بطريقة إنه هن المرح يشوفوهم مرة تانية هي ممكن تكون علامة أزي حالهم تقليب المزاج اللي ممكن يكون كتير اكستريم مثل هن يكونوا كتير هادين أو زعلانين بعدين يصيروا كثير فرحانين هالنوع من تغير المزاج ممكن يكون علامه وكمان تغيير عاداتهم بالاكل وبالنوم هلا بعرف انه الشباب عندهم هالشيء عادي بس اذا منه عادي لاولادكم او بتحسوا انه في شيء ثاني عم بيصير حاولوا تعرفوا شو موجود او شو عم بيصير لانه ممكن تكون علامه تحسيريه لكم so things that we can hear are things like I'd rather be dead or I'm better off dead. I'm just going to kill myself. I hate my life. I know a lot of our teens like to throw that very casually, like I hate my life. But, you know, if if they're saying it with a lot of emotion, if you kind of hear it all the time, then that can be a warning sign. I won't be bothering you much longer. I won't be a burden. You would be better off without me. All of these things are kind of things that we can kind of keep an eye or an ear for. Um, if we hear them, then they could potentially be signs, especially for kids who are serious about all of these things that they're saying. So, جملات ممكن نسمع إن هي ممكن تكون أنا بكره حياتي كتير من الأولاد بيحبوا يستخدموا الجملة فحاولوا تنتبهوا عليها خصوصاً إذا عم بيقولوا أكثر من اللازم إذا دائماً عم بتحسوا إنه هنن عم بيقولوا بصدق هي ممكن تكون علامة لكم ما رح أزعجكم أكثر من هيك. بدي اقتل حالي احسن لي لو ما كنت عايش او اي نوع من هالجمل ممكن تكون جمل تحذيريه لكم لا تنتبهوا عليها. So um, really like I said 
our teens have, um, you know, mood swings and their behaviors really change. And it can be really hard to kind of pay attention to those signs that I've mentioned. But it's really important to kind of figure out what's normal for your child, what's not normal. And if you feel like something is just not right, it's okay to kind of take a step and ask your questions, try to figure out what's going on and step in when you need to. Um, that way you kind of, you know, you're making sure that you're doing your part even if you were wrong at the end of the day, um, what matters is their safety and their health for sure. Um, if you see any of the signs, it's really important to kind of find out a little bit more, uh, whether it's asking your child or their friends or people around them to kind of really see what's going on and get help if needed. So, مثل ما قلنا هالعلامات التحذيرية ممكن تكون شوي صعبة لننتبه عليها خصوصاً عند الشباب لأنه هنن بدون شيء مزاجهم بيتغير والطريقة بيصرفوا فيها بتتغير بهالعمر بس إذا شيء منه طبيعي لأولادكم وعم بتحسوا إنه في شيء غلط حاولوا تسألوهم تستفسروا منهم أو من رفقاتهم أو من الناس اللي حواليهم لتعرفوا شو عم بيصير وحاولوا كمان تساعدوهم تفتحوا هالموضوع أو حتى تجيبوا لهم مساعدة من مختصين إذا كان لازم. So what are the protective factors for suicide? I kind of talked about, you know, what the signs to look for are, but what are some things that just existing could really help prevent someone from having those signs of suicide? One of them is very good social support, um, whether this is friends, whether this is family connections, or any people around us that we feel that we trust could go a long way here. Having skills to know how to solve problems, so problem-solving skills are really important. They can protect people from things like suicide and attempting suicide. Access to interventions and support services are also important. Uh, strong cultural or spiritual connections could also go a long way here. Um, and then, of course, suicide prevention should always focus on um, increasing those protective factors. So increasing the good, increasing the support, um, increasing the resources around us. Um, and all of these would really um, help us and our teens really walk away from thoughts of suicide and depression in general. So what are the protections for protection that are present around us? For التواصل أو بيعرفوا شو هي الريسورسز الموجودة حواليهم كمان ممكن تكون شيء من الأشياء اللي ممكن يحميهم من الانتحار روابط الموجودة بالمجتمع كمان ممكن تحميهم بشكل كبير سو so هالعوامل كل ما كترناهم كل ما كترنا الدعم الاجتماعي الموجود حوالينا حوالينا أولادنا كل ما ساعدنا لنحميهم من أفكار الاكتئاب أو الانتحار so what can we do as parents other than work on the preventative factors is educate ourselves, get to know how we can know the warning signs, what to do if we see one of those warning signs, and just kind of really upkeeping with uh, things to look for and just being aware in general. Uh, talk openly with your child as well. I know that a lot of people are afraid to bring up these kind of topics because, um, you know, I don't want to bring up suicide to put it in my kid's head. Actually, if we talk about it, 
and give them the right information, they are much better off than Googling it or learning from friends and just getting the wrong information. So opening this conversation could actually be good for them, especially if you feel like um, they might be at risk. Encourage the school systems to kind of push for better support systems and protective factors in general. This could be um, programs or uh, anything like that. Keep an eye out on your child. Notice their behavioral changes, especially if they're very different from normal. Um, ask for help. Um, get professional help if needed. Um, you can also get trained on QPR, which is, um, you know, um, a type of suicide prevention or just mental health first aid. Um, a lot of organizations around us do provide this kind of training. Um, one of them is Detroit Wayne Integrated Health Network and C-Assist as well. Both are very local. We can get trained on these things and kind of know what to say, know the questions, uh, and really know how to help someone who is struggling with something like this. So, شو ممكن نعمل كأهل؟ أول شيء ممكن نعمله هو نعلم حالنا أو نعلم كيف ننتبه على العلامات التحذيرية اللي حكينا عنهم، نعرف شو نعمل إذا عم نشوف هالعلامات التحذيرية، نحكي بصراحة مع أولادنا عن هالمواضيع، كثير مننا كأهل بنخاف نفتح مواضيع مثل هي، لأنه بنفكر إذا فتحنا هالموضوع رح ندخل هالفكرة براس اولادنا بس بالعكس اذا هن بدهم يعرفوا اكثر عن موضوع معين الانترنت موجود ورفقاتهم موجوده هن ممكن يسالوهم وياخذوا معلومات منا صحيحه من عندهم حاولوا نتراقبوا اولادكم تنتبهوا على التغيرات السلوكيه اللي عم يشوفوها عندهم وكمان اعرفوا كيف او من وين ممكن تلاقوا مساعده اذا اولادكم عم يشوفوا عندهم تغيرات مختلفه كمان ممكن تروحوا تدريبات أو سيشنز مختلفة تبع QPR اللي هي الطريقة اللي ممكن تحكوا مع أولادكم أو الأسئلة الصحيحة وكيف تردوا عليها إذا في حدا عم بتشوفوا عنده أي نوع من أنواع الاكتئاب أو حتى إذا حاولوا ينتحروا. CSS و Detroit Wayne هن مؤسستين كثير موجودين ب موجودين حوالينا ممكن يعملوا هالنوع من التدريب اللي أنتم ممكن تستفادوا منه. So again, parents, what should we keep an eye out for? Changes in appearance, especially downhill, so if they're not taking care of themselves anymore, that could be a huge sign. Uh, changes in eating habits, again, if this is not normal, very quick, um, you're noticing that there's something wrong behind it, then that could be a sign. Changing sleep patterns and activities, I know that this is normal for teens and they just really switch up their sleep cycle, but if it's not normal, something is off, um, kind of uh, point attention to it. Changes in mood and behavior. If this lasts for a long time, it's not normal, very drastic form from what they usually do, that could be a sign. Uh, decreased self-esteem, they're not feeling confident, not much self-worth, that could be a sign. A uh, huge one is withdrawing from family and friends. And of course, problems at schools or in their sports that they like to play usually. So, Ka'ahal, um, بدي ارجع احكي عن شو ممكن ننتبه له اول وحده هي التغيير بالمزاج وبعرف انه المراهقين دائما بيكون عندهم هالتغيير تغيير بالنوم كمان خصوصا شيء منه عادي لهم او منه طبيعي تغيير بعاداتهم للاكل او الوزن خصوصا اذا هالتغير صار بطريقه كثير سريعه ومفاجاه تغيير بسلوكهم او حتى مظهرهم هل هل شيء ممكن يكون علامة مشاكل بالمدرسة انسحابهم من رفقاتهم أو من العائلة وكمان إذا بتحسوا إنه ثقتهم بنفسهم بتكون كتير مختلفة أو قليلة أو سلبية هاي كمان ممكن تكون علامة كتير كبيرة لإلكم. Another thing that I kind of just want to point out 
Um, here is a few misconceptions. One of them was not to bring up the topic to our kids, um, did not put it in their heads, but kind of cleared from that. Another thing is mental health is such a taboo topic in our community, especially our Muslim community. There's a lot of shame um, and there's a lot of fear around people who are struggling with it and they really shy away from getting the help that they need um you know this is something that i feel like our community as a whole has been working on but just kind of remind yourself that a mental illness is not different from a physical illness and help is out there and getting it should not be shameful another misconception is that you know if we are religious enough or we believe enough we would not have um, thoughts of suicide or thoughts of depression or anything like that um, so maybe just strengthening up our religion that might be true for some people but it's also really important to again remember that this is a mental illness very similar to a physical um, sometimes um, beliefs and religion alone might not do it so getting professional help could also go a long way um, you know a lot of times we can also as parents or people from this um, community think that our kids are just seeking attention or they're acting out or they want to be like their friends um, and really belittle the problem that is at hand. Um, try not to do that. If additional help is required or you feel like it's necessary, don't shy away from it. It could really help um, you and your child and your family as a whole. شيء ثاني بدي أحكي عنه هي أفكار ممكن تكون ما صحيحة موجودة حوالينا أول وحدة منهم أردي حكيت عنها اللي هي أفكار إنه نحن ممكن نفتح المواضيع مع أولادنا لأنه إذا فتحناها نحن عم بفكر عم بندخل هالفكرة براسهم أفكار تانية ممكن تكون موجودة بالمجتمع إنه هالموضوع خصوصا موضوع الاكتئاب أو الانتحار أو حتى الاضطرابات العقلية ممكن تكون شيء منو منيح بمجتمعنا ممكن ممكن يكون شيء بيجلب العار لكثير من الناس او حتى الخوف فنحن ما بنحكي عنه بس تذكروا انه هالنوع من الاضطرابات العقليه هي مثل اي مرض جسدي مختلف بنروح عند الحكيم وبنتعالج منه نفس الشيء هون ما في اي عار او ما لازم تحسوا بالخوف اذا حدا ممكن يحتاج مساعده خلينا نساعده كمان في كثير من الناس بفكر انه اذا حدا عم بيحس بالاكتئاب او عنده افكار بالانتحار هو منه متدين او ما عنده ما بيعرف دينه منيح او اي نوع من هالافكار هالشي ممكن يكون صحيح نسبه قليله من الناس ممكن يو نو اذا مارسوا دينهم اكثر بيرجعوا يحسوا احسن وبيتخلصوا من الاكتئاب بس كثير من الاحيان مع الاسف هالشي لحاله ما بيفيد سو so, خلينا كمان نفتح عيوننا على الاشياء الكثيره اللي ممكن نعملها لنساعد اولادنا والناس الموجوده حوالينا اللي عم عم بيعانوا من هالشي مثل ما قلنا هاي ممكن تكون مرض مثل اي مرض ثاني ممكن نتعالج منه إذا نحن بنشوف الرعاية المناسبة لنا ولشي اللي عم بنمر فيه. Um, again, uh, it's just uh, things that are kind of the conversations in our environment. Again, some people might think that uh, mental health is, you know, a test from God. Um, you know, therefore we shouldn't get professional help. Regardless, um, again, like I said, yes, that might be true. It is a test, but that doesn't mean that we can't get professional help to really help us succeed in this test. Um, in general, our community, like I keep mentioning, likes to not discuss this topic so much, but really the bringing it up could 
help us all work together to prevent suicide in our community in general. كثير من الناس كمان بتفكر انه الصحه النفسيه او اضطرابات الصحه النفسيه ممكن تكون اختبار من الله او من ربنا بس بالتالي نحن ما لازم نخلي غيرنا يساعدنا فيها او ما نروح عند الحكيم بس بالعكس حتى لو هو كان الاختبار مثل اي مره ثانيه هو كمان بيكون اختبار بس احنا بنتعالج منه وبنروح ناخذ ادويتنا والعلاج المناسب سو افتحوا عينكم على هالشيء كمان احنا دائما بنخاف انه نروح نحكي عن هالمواضيع مع ناس غيرنا او بنخاف انه حدا يعرف انه نحن عندنا هالمشاكل ببيتنا او باسرتنا بس ما تخلوا هالخوف يصير عليكم المساعده موجوده بكل مكان وممكن تساعدكم وتساعد عائلتكم بطريقه كثير منيحه وكمان ممكن نقلل هالنسبه من الانتحار اللي عم بيصير بمجتمعنا and i'm also gonna put up the screen that has a few phone numbers a few um, um, helplines as well um, the ones on the bottom here are 24-hour helplines all of them are anonymous um, if you're feeling like you do need help you're not sure where to go these are the numbers to call they'll provide you with the right resources for you um, there are also uh, teen text lines so that they don't even have to get on the phone and talk to someone. They can just kind of text and get help that way. So on the screen, there are more than one phone number for help. These four are closed for 24 hours and nobody will ask about any personal information for you. But they will tell you what the problem is and they will help you. Um, فممكن uh, تتصلوا عليهم او حتى تبعتوا مسجات على الارقام الموجوده على الشاشه um, بتمنى uh, اذا اي حدا بيحتاج هالشيء ممكن يستخدم هالارقام الموجوده على الشاشه and thank you so much for having me today um, thank you for listening uh, for today's session and i hope that you found it informative um, and i will take any questions thank you omnia <coughs> very important presentation uh, some of the uh, signs of concern, uh, Omnia, that you mentioned, uh, <clears throat> for teenagers, they're very common. Yes. How, how can you distinguish uh, between these symptoms and uh, basically the, <clears throat> the natural uh, change that a teenager goes through, uh, isolation, moodiness, etc.? Uh, so, uh, do you feel that there is, uh, you know, at, at any case, the conversation should be opened? So, what's really important is to kind of be able to know your son or daughter or the teen. Like we keep saying, all of these signs are, you know, very normal for someone who is a teenager. But if you see that, you know, their mood swings are not just one day two days, it's kind of constant, it's getting worse, you're really not knowing what's going on. If it's just extreme or not normal for them, um, a lot of times, you know, these kind of things we start seeing um, around, I don't know, age 10 or just depending on the child. But once you start noticing mood changes, you'll kind of know what their new mood is. But if there's a change to the new mood that we have kind of categorized as their teen mood, then that could be the sign for you. Um, but kind of just really something that's very far off from normal um, is the way to go. Uh, and honestly, there's nothing wrong with asking, 
hey, are you are are you okay? I you seem upset. Is does something happen? And maybe they'll open up and they'll tell you. Um, try not to be, you know, excessive with those questions. But of course, if you see something that's just not normal, off, and then again, if they're moody and things that you know used to lighten up their day, don't then that is definitely a sign to kind of keep out for. Uh, but something that's extreme, something that takes a long time, and just very not normal for your child could um, could be kind of the three ways to recognize it from just a regular teen or youth mood swing. Thank you. And now in terms of opening that conversation, um, um, would you fear that a teenager who... Uh, would have like a, a, a negative reaction if a parent um, is trying to check up on their uh, mental health? What is the safest way to approach a teenager uh, that's showing symptoms just to make sure that they're okay? Very, very good question. So yes, depending on our teens, a lot of our teens probably don't like to open up conversations like this with their parents and that's understandable but i think the best way to kind of go around this is first try to build a better relationship with your child before opening any of these conversations because if we're going to open it and our child is just going to walk away from us then really we didn't do anything but kind of um pull them into an activity that they like or just try to better the relationship before you open up this conversation could be very helpful um so try not to make it awkward um you know try to be very lighthearted when you open up these topics um and try to let them trust you um and that way you know they're kind of less likely to close the conversation don't open it by saying um you know i i feel like your mood has changed or do you have suicidal thoughts no kind of ease into it it could be as simple as do you know anyone in your school that kind of seems off? They have mood changes. Anyone in your school or your friend group has talked about um, suicide or wanting to hurt themselves or substance use or anything like that. Don't ask them a yes or not, no question. Um, you know, kind of ask a broad question that could open up a conversation instead of just asking a yes or no question or starting by lecturing them. Kind of allow them to speak first, uh, allow them to get comfortable in the conversation um, before really directing them in one way or another. Thank you. Is, can you see me now on the screen? Yes. Yeah, it's, it's bit, probably a little bit dark still. Maybe if I move a little bit. Okay. Um, Omnia, um, another uh, question about this you know, sure. important topic. Sure. So um, as far as a teenager, like a, a friend, uh, what do you recommend for a friend who's sometimes entrusted uh, with this information and they feel that if they tell someone about their friend, uh, they're kind of betraying that trust. What's your message to that friend? What I would like to say is just kind of put your situation in ahead of time. So would you rather um, you still being friends with this person, but they are hurt or no longer existing? Um, or would you rather, you know, this person be safe, be healthy, uh, but just not like you like they did before? And honestly, a lot of times uh, people that attempt suicide and are saved from it, with time, they do become very thankful that someone did save their lives. Um, so again, you could be that person that saved them li their lives. And also just think about, you know, would you rather them hurting themselves but still staying friends with you? Or, um, you know, they could be healthy, happy, but just not friends with you anymore. I, I would take that over 
you know, feeling guilty for not helping them, for not for knowing something and not saying anything at all. Um, and again, with time, a lot of people, almost all of them, do think that they are very thankful for um, being able to, you know, live another day, uh, for someone saving them, for someone telling the secret and finding um, finding them before they hurt themselves. So I think that's that's important to think about. Okay, and a message to uh, the parents, actually all parents really in this country, that your first line of help is social workers that are inside uh, the school. Uh, these are an interaction with the students on daily basis. They are within the same environment. Uh, they can connect and relate to the students. Uh, please encourage uh, your, your child if they have a need or they, they, they feel that they would like to seek some help from the social worker, that it is a very safe thing to do. It's, uh, it will, uh, their confidentiality is 100% protected. Uh, no one really has access to these conversations except uh, very few individuals uh, in administration. So it is very highly confidential and it can be really uh, much help for uh, a student. I do encourage my children to, uh, that if they feel they need to talk to someone um, and they, you know, they would prefer to talk to someone other than their parents to reach out to the social worker in the school and, and speak to them. My personal experience working in the schools that uh, they are great resources for, for our families. Uh, other than that, there are tons of community organizations that are also understanding of the special circumstances for our community, the different stigmas uh, that Munia has talked about, very important ones, uh, and can maneuver uh, these, uh, these. Now, uh, we're almost at the end of our presentation. I want to thank you again, Omnia, and thank LAHC. Before we depart, I wanted to share uh, some good news uh, to our community. There's tons of improvements, tons of things always taking place in our schools. We cannot keep up with it. While we are doing our live right now, there is the National Honor Society induction at Universal Learning Academy. There is a, a, a staff versus a, a seniors volleyball game at Star International Academy fundraiser. There is a, a career day at or college day at Universal Academy. Great things are happening all the time. Star International Academy Canton just did a great uh, walk uh, and uh, a big support for uh, uh, breast cancer research. So, uh, but I wanted to share one specific thing. Uh, this year we have, and actually starting from last year, we've implemented Alice as a new strategy for uh, protecting schools from uh, intruders and we have done extensive trainers we have we have uh, now certified trainers among our staff and we have done training for our staff and this year we are rolling out training for our students we are keeping the community very well engaged with this first for the sake of encouraging others and inspiring others to do the same whether it is a school or any type of congregation to take some sort of training there is different kinds of training we have chosen alice for ourselves i'm going to show you a video to end with this episode about the alice training and a little bit about alice introducing you what is alice uh, that also took place at star international academy uh, george campus here you go 
It's kind of ironic that we uh, bring this uh, uh, video at the end of a, a topic that's very important and related to uh, uh, the uh, core and root issues uh, that have uh, caused the country to move in a direction where we seek more safety for our children at schools. Um, with that, uh, thank you again for LAHC, Omnia Abdullah. Uh, and uh, we'll see you again in the next family engagement broadcast. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for having us.